everybody. Thank you once again for tuning in. You're listening to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast, and I'm joined by Liam and Mikey. How are you both doing, boys? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad. You alright? Tired. Very tired. Very physical and long day at work. And I suspect I'm having the opposite day to Liam there, who is almost an Egyptian citizen now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, they can uh... <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's been a great week. To be fair, the weather's been perfect. A bit, a bit cloudy today, but uh, out of nine days, you can't be can't be no. grumbling about that, can you? You look nice and smart as well. You out for the evening, though. Yeah, just been out for a Turkish meal in Egypt, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the restaurant's a bit uh, slow Bob, tonight. Yeah. It's a bit slow. Yeah, well, it was a uh, mixed grill. It was so fantastic. Yeah, it was a bit slow tonight, so that's why I uh, come back a little bit later. Uh, take it easy, but you don't get don't get any holidays, do we? Well, be be back on Thursday. I'll you know, be back home Thursday, and then this last one till probably October. So enjoy That's it. Away. That's the way. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bet with the admin real quick. Uh, you can get in touch with us. We are uh, at FL Rugby Pod on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is Mikey S Harris. Liam is Biz nineteen eighty four, and I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. Uh, should we start with the news, boys? There is actually some news this week. Mm. Yeah, no time. Um, no time. It feels like, well, it, it feels like the EDC has been on the back burner for a while. Like, I don't know if we're any closer to a resolution today, but nine teams have been announced, Mikey. Yeah, it's um quite across the board. Like any of these, uh, the um the two remaining teams from uh the west. Um, the three teams from the Ospreys region and three teams from the Dragons region and the RGC, which, you know, yeah. my math isn't great, but that makes nine. Uh, the yeah. WIU desired 10. So, um, uh, yeah, I wonder where that 10th team is going to come from. We sort of heard and probably spoke of, and or at least heard of and read of, that uh, Cardiff had sort of said they weren't going to apply, but then they did. And now it seems to be that they... They're not part of the of this. They started nine, so um, yeah. I suppose on the, on the wider matter of the EDC, um, let's hope it it it's, it plays out and becomes the thing that we in that, that it's intended to be, that stepping mm. stone between uh, the great and the good. But you know, yeah. it, it, as long as this, yeah, as, as long as this, it's like um, I suppose what I'm trying to say is what I want to see is fringe players plus them boys who are good enough in the melting pot of the EDC to try and make something, you know, worth watching and uh, uh, meaningful. For me... Um, just yeah, Sorry, Liam, just, just for clarity, yeah, like I'll, I'll run through the teams that have uh, that are in. Uh, so from Ospreys, you've got Aberavon, Bridgend and Swansea. Uh, from Scarlets, you've got Quinns and Llandavri as it stands. Uh, Dragons and Ebbuvale, Newport and Pontypool. Uh, nice historic three there. Uh, and yeah, as Mikey says, RGC sort of out on their own. And yeah, that leaves, well, there's one space left. Cardiff, Ponty, Clenelli and Murfer haven't uh, gotten in yet. So presumably it'll be one of those four. If we could put the lid on the Clenelli when we're right now. I mean, there's been a statement from, from the Scarlets today that... Um... Clearly, are effectively no more, so uh, there will be an application coming from no, that direction. But that's what we said. That's something we can cover on another day before passions get too high. 
<laughs> but for me, it's, uh, you know, DDC, is it? We've been there before. We've had a 10-team premiership before. You know, the, unless it's funded correctly, it's yeah. it's not going to work. But we didn't it's have regional, we didn't have regional rugby before, and we didn't have the required month for a stepping stone. Yeah, but we've only recently had we only recently had a ten team premiership. So you know, it's it, the stepping stone has been there before, and now it's coming back. It's like they've they've took the numbers up, they take the numbers back down, and and unless it's funded correctly, then it's it's just going to be the same old thing. I think we'd all agree there's been a misfiring stepping stone. I mean, the premiership has never been fit for purpose since the inception of regional rugby. Which so what's going to change? Was it, well. Fingers crossed. If you know, we can caveat this with a big if, if it's managed from the top down correctly and for the purpose that it's intended, then you know the funds are used correctly and not for the uh, to yeah. fill the pockets of, of those involved. What, what I mean is, what I mean is, how is the standard of rugby going to improve when well, gonna... the game the games are pretty much going to be? It's the same games that we're having at the moment. Well, first off, it's not going to be any anything different. It's not the teams are not going to be different. But what you'd like to see is like I you know just alluded to was like you know it's, it's going to be you'd like to see it's going to be the players in the prem who have that ceiling, and the players already within the regional setups to be able to sort of play more regular rugby because that's what they're missing. They're missing more yeah, regular is... rugby. They're in they're in camps and they're in they're in nutrition blocks so they're in training blocks and they're not actually getting any rugby any meaningful time on the pitch so this yeah, is going to give them an opportunity to get out on the pitch and dust off against each other but they're going to have less game time well they are because they're not going to have more game time because there's less games they're cutting the number of teams in the league so there's going to be less game time for them and they're playing the same teams what I'm saying is mm-hmm. the standard needs to be higher against different opposition like English Championship or English Division One, whatever it is. We haven't the got moment, it at Anglo Welsh yet, so we can't yes, be. I'm just saying, jumping ahead of ourselves. To me, unless it's funded correctly and there's more money pumped into it than now, the, the standard of rugby isn't going to improve. Well, let's walk I think before it's just we can a, run. I think it's just another yeah, way I, of allowing you to pull a wool over. Yeah, I eyes. think some, some something we need to consider here as well. Like, I think when this was first spoken about as an idea the idea was that people who aren't getting much regional game time will drop down and play in the EDC but in reality the regional squads are getting smaller and smaller by the year because there's not enough money so it looks like the EDC teams will just be made up of the Welsh Prem roster as it is and I think as Biz says right now that's just going to mean yeah the Welsh Prem without Three or four teams. You know what Toby Booth said in the week. He said with a, with a four point five million salary cap next year, their their squads gonna have to drop down from forty four players to thirty six. So them fringe players that you said there, they're not going to be available for the for the EDC. They're going to be playing week in week out in the URC. So for me, until obviously the way that the WU has been run and everything like that, we need to see results before I, th- I start believing that it's actually going to do any good. Okay, so what's the results looking like to you then? Well, it, it's, just, it's bridging that gap, isn't it? It's, it's making sure that that, when, that gap is smaller. When, when you expect to see results then? I mean, you've got to think, well, they've got, it's, they've got it's, a three-year... How long is a piece of string? They've got a three-year ban, they've given themselves a three-year block to, 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 to fix this, or when do you want to see, do you want to see results in 12, 24, or 36 months? Well, how long have you got? Well, you they, know, they've got three years. This, 
Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, is, is, is three years enough? Nobody knows. Know because that's all they're giving yeah. at the minute. Yeah, but if, at, the, at the way the thing stands, I don't think it is. Because, like I say, you can't take Premiership players now and then chuck them straight into the URC. We've said this before. And mm. like I say, at the moment, well, that's all uh, it's going to be. Cardiff didn't mind doing it when they were playing too long back in the COVID uh, days. Yeah, but they're not, they're not squad players now, though. But I mean that 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 and that was absolute necessity because we physically weren't allowed to bring our players back home from South Africa. I so like that, that's, that that's, as it that's... may, they were still they still got given that opportunity because you know post the circumstance negated. This is just much in a similar circumstance. You know, circumstance dictates. It's, it's how, how many of them players are there? It's not. It's not Ricky. It's not. It's it's. It's completely different. Like I said, the, the gap is too big. We've all agreed that. The gap is too big. And, and unless it changes, unless the standard of our rugby gets better in that league, then the gap isn't going to close. But it's going to be a bit of, a bit of in, in the melting pot of having those you know, fringe regional players. Plus, uh, I think something we're overlooking as well players. is like, 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 we, like we've said before, is that... Um, Sorry, Mike. I I, um, I think I, I lost connection a bit there. You you crack on. I'll I'll, I'll jump no, back. No, you carry on. Yeah, yeah, carry on. I've, I, no, I was just going to say. I think one thing we've overlooked is that um, a lot of the players who play in the prem don't actually want to be pros. They just like playing. What is, is that? Of course, like you yeah. know, everyone has a level of the they want to get to, but you know, have those clubs who put themselves in that opportunity to be in DDC, then you know, will they be reassessing their squads? to have players who want to sort of make that step because they're in that place. I mean, if it's just going to be used as a as a Premiership V2.0 Platinum Edition for some players, mm. then that's not going to work. So there it's really funny. needs to be a, a chat between the, the regions of them clubs, the players within the clubs, and where they want to be as players. If they want to push on for, 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 for regional and higher honours, Great. If they don't, off you go. That's going to save a couple of quid. Or they look at players who do, who are not in that. That it's another, it's another case of it's five, six years too late. Where you know when the regions did have the money for a decent squad, then it would have been beneficial. But like I say, with squad numbers dropping down next year, the the for them fringe players are going to be playing URC. It's simple as that. They're not going to be playing EDC. It's, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because I, I agree, Mikey, that there needs to be something below the URC and something above the Welsh Prem. But what we're getting looks so much like the Welsh Prem anyway. I don't, I don't quite get what's happening. Well, I mean, because if, and if you think about it, right, there's there's regional age grade. You went to that game yeah. last weekend, and it was pretty well supported as well. But what, what a turnout! Yeah, absolutely. The Ospreys did you know well hosting the game in Aberavon like in uh you know it was, I, I was quite surprised at the turnout like me and a couple of the boys from Young Farmers uh Howell and Matthew uh shout out to their boys there you go um uh went down and we were queuing around the corner you know it wasn't a massive queue but it was like you know more than I anticipated being here I mean thinking it was we mm. were talking all the way down thinking it was oh this is just going to be you know mums and mums and dads and uh you know parents you know family and a few close friends maybe like but uh actually mm. generally it seemed to be people who were really invested in in the product of that age range and I, I do wonder if maybe we should be making more of a fuss of that um and maybe the 
answer could be regional A teams, which I think we used to have. Yeah, I think you just took yeah. the words right out of my mouth, Jones. Um, the the other option on the table, obviously, is his regional A teams. Like, but how does that function? Because it's it's the same kind of thing, really, isn't it? You're going to be calling on the same players from the same yeah. areas, be it yeah. top end Premiership players or bottom end regional players. Because regardless of the fact, with the squads, the size they will be, the size they are, or the size they're going to be, finances, blah blah blah, etc. There's always going to be auxiliary players in the, the regional squads, which are not getting for game time. A couple of years ago, we had the regional eight sides, and they had the Celtic Cup, because yeah. you know we went down to a summer and watched watched the game again. You know, it it was it was it was a good turnout there as well. And like I say, that it, it needs to be a, a gap that is sustainable for players to move straight in and out. And it was also quite good when there was a sort of parallel competition where I mean I think in England they've got the uh, what do they call it man they they got the Prem A haven't they yes yeah, something the like that the Prem Cup the yeah. Cup um, which sort of plays midweek during international windows yeah. I, I think that might be the way to go I mean because we used to have the Ang- like the Anglo-Welsh used to be a proper tournament and then it sort of got watered down didn't into a seconds tournament I more think, or less by, everything by, but by name I think there needs and to I just wonder if yeah maybe something like that before I think for that to come into play, I think there needs to be an Anglo-Welsh league first. That's the only way that's going to work. Yeah. Can you imagine how good an Anglo-Welsh league would be and then our EDC teams drop into the Premiership Cup? How good would that look? Mm. How good would that be for youngsters coming through? And, and it would be meaningful rugby and rugby that we can actually improve our players with. Well, I think the landscape would slightly change then because I think, I think they would be probably then because you know the prem has its a league for mm. the, the purpose of developing players for the prem itself so let's let's hype talking hypothetics because that's all we can do because you know we've seen a couple of words spat out on social media which you know read off read full trust off believe a quarter kind of thing um <laughs> so you know i think if we have this ed the, this angle actually when it when it comes whatever it is then I think we'll see the emergence or the re-emergence then as it is of the, those eight teams. Unless, you know, let's talk hypothetically because that's what we can do. Um, let's say the Ospreys are now playing out of their new home in Landarcy. You know, just hypothetically, you know, we can do that because it's hypothetics. And, um, you know, you, then you get a regional A team playing out of Bridgend on a Wednesday night. I mean, bit of fun on a Wednesday night, get it? I think we're dangerously close to a consensus. So I'm going to move us on before we agree in public, which is uh, <laughs> just not good for business, is it? <laughs> you think, you know, we've got this EDC, this, this EDC now for three years. Is it going to work? We don't know. What, what's the result going to be? We don't know. It hasn't come to the start of it, let alone the end of it. So, what was it that uh, Donald Rumsfeld said? We've got no knowns, uh, no unknowns, and no knowns. Yeah. Things we just haven't got a fucking clue what we're on about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, such as Welsh rugby. Uh, on that, boys, uh, Anglo Welsh League could be viable, according to some people in the uh, Gallagher Prem, uh, particularly uh, Baxter at Exeter. Um, it seems like there's rumblings now. It's, it feels it's... like it's gaining some traction beyond us fringe groups. Reading a bit about it now on that sort of article when we were in the sort of three pod bunch up. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like it's almost the prem teams as they are the the remaining ten who've 
you know, managed to sort of, you know, avoid the chop, as it were. Um, realize, coming to realise that they haven't got enough games, hence Exeter having to play the Scarlets and giving them a, a right little Roger in. Um, apologies to Rogers if that trigg- triggers you guys out there. But, um, <laughs> um, uh, you know, in, in these sort of foul weeks kind of thing. like. But um, it, it's definitely it, um... something that's... I think the, the English teams have seen the crowds that obviously Cardiff have been getting in the Anglo Welsh uh, games, and they, they've realised themselves actually the the money money wise. Like you, you look at the financials from a, a board perspective, you always want a seventy thirty split from the fans. You want you want the way fans to travel, and and we'll have a good look at this now. And if they really sort of there's appetite for going further west than Cardiff, when Ospreys play Sale. In end coming yeah. up. No, I'll be interested in that. I, I think it's it's slightly unfair because it's the uh, Challenge Cup. It's the yeah. it is a knockout game. Um, it's it's not a pro- friend, it? It's not hmm. like eight o'clock at night. I suppose it gives people a chance to leave on the day. You know, crap yeah. time getting back to Manchester, North of England way. That I guess, time is evening. But I guess this is the thing with Bridgend as well. We we haven't got many. Um, Hotels. I was about to say airports. We all got a single airport. Oh. We, we all got a single airport. <laughs> Just about got a taxi rack and a bus step outside the little uh, uh, As far as I'm aware, there's one hotel, which is the Premier Inn up by MacArthur Glen. Um, oh, there's so, nobody staying, really. They mean, like, because, yeah. you know, all right, yes, you know, there is the appeal of the city in Cardiff. I mean, how many people know of the town of Bridgend outside of Wales, outside of South Wales? You know, it's funny, man. When I moved here, people were like, you know, people from back in Ton Revel and stuff were like, oh, so where in Bridgend have you moved? I always go, well, how well do you know Bridgend? And they're like, oh, not really very exactly. well at all. Yeah, well. <laughs> Even people within spitting distance, you know, yeah. aren't, you know, which is, you know, understandable. I mean, you know, isn't it like, so it'll be just as a, as a comparison. I mean, like, you know, where was the Exeter game on the weekend? Was it in Exeter or was it in Athletic? In Exeter. And to be fair, it's good, fans went. good turnouts. There was a good turnout, actually. You know, there was about. You go. Like, yeah, yeah. Flew back from Egypt oh, and uh, flew back out Yeah, yeah, exactly. Had a private jet and everything. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. To be honest. But there Business was, there was about nine thousand. Yeah, there's about nine thousand fans there, and they were actually surprised at the turnout, considering the two teams that were put out. Was and for a friendly on the same day as a Wales England game, that's a decent crowd. Yeah, fair play. Was that then a wicked mix of both sets of fans, or was it extra heavy? Or uh... I'd imagine well, it's going to be extra heavy. It's going to be extra yeah, heavy, yeah. but you know, there's a there's a, a good decent amount of uh, Scarlet fans went down as well. Yeah, I'd like to see the data. <laughs> oh, but give me give me the data any other week, yeah, for sure. I'm not one for data, but give me the data. At, at, at least six thousand were Scarlet fans. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. in the fucking dream world, boy. They they drank extra dry as well after uh, Phil Bennett's got a try. Um, right, silly season's upon us. Uh, Grady is linked with a move to Bath, but uh, I I don't see it myself. I think it's just one of those headlines. Uh, I'd be surprised if he does. You know, he's he's just become a regular in the Welsh squad. You know, he's all right. He's on the bench at the moment, but he's building up to that yeah. that first start, isn't he? And six well, caps, like his first start. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I can't see him throwing that away now. But didn't yeah. Max Llewellyn go under the same the same kind of circumstances? Was he uncapped no, or did he have very Ma- few caps? Max was uncapped and Cardiff Cap- didn't well, offer him. Was he, or? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I think he got capped in one of the warm-ups. But yeah, so he, he signed the contract before he got capped. Yeah, right. And so by loophole, he's still eligible. Um, Until yeah. his next contract renewal or expansion yeah. or variation. Um, variation. Or I know we'll just do what we want because nobody's really telling us we can't. Yeah, and in other silly season news, uh, Fafit has gone to, or maybe going to Montpellier. That would be a big yeah. loss for Scarlets. I think we're losing um, Sam Lousy as well. Yeah. So there's, there's, there'd be a good, <laughs> there'd be a good few players going. Um, again, it's, it's the sign of the times. You've got big players on big money contracts, and uh, they can't be, they can't, they can't sustain it, especially with the wage going down again. The room, yeah. Rumors has it as well. Uh, I think I was listening to the. Osprey's Irie podcast last week, back end of last week. And uh, Steph Thomas, cousin of Gareth Thomas, is uh, signing East of the Lucker. I think is, uh, again, you've got a lot of potential, I think. Good move, you know, maybe the the, the draw of sort of playing with a family member or uh, um, competing at least is, uh, is a pretty good draw. But uh, sort of on the back of that, rumour has it, that Reese Henry is possibly moving west. Now I want to veto this straight away, right? Because Reese Henry is far too much <laughs> please, of an asset to be lost please, please to, do, please to, do. to lost west. Keep him. Right? Keep keep him. Last 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 signing I want over the bridge. Keep him. I don't think you can have much say in that. Keep him. What what a sign of the times. How bigger drop we've fallen if we're signing players. Reese Henry's like a great player. I don't know what you're on about. Not a chance. Reese Henry's an asset to any, any scrum. There's both sides. No. Nope. Great hands. And then can, can push big surf compacts around the park. Is, and it, is it realistic that he'll move that far away from the Elvis convention in Port no. Paul? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so, boys. Um, we got some you. We got some URC news to talk about then. Uh, on Friday, Biz Scarlet's host Munster. That's at uh, twenty-five to eight. Yeah. Munster in eleventh after nine games. Scarlet's in thirteenth. Um, Munster got their own uh, problems this year. They, I think, I've read something like they've got twenty-six players uh, injured at the moment, mm. and with with the Irish call-ups as well that they haven't been playing the big guys all all the time. That. Uh, yeah, they're struggling. They're struggling big time with their injuries. I'll also so I think say that's, that's where they are. There's 12 points separating 13th and 11th as well, which is mad. Yeah. Um, Scarlet's, how badly affected you by Wales call ups? I suppose it's, well, you're two fucking 10s for a start. Yeah. And you're two scrum ass. So, two scrum ass, <laughs> two 10s. Uh, I, expect, I expect Tom Rogers to be uh, to be let back. I tell you what, um, it'll be it'll be very elucidating if if they do send Elias back. That they might suggest he's being dropped. Oh, the right they send him back. They send him back. They send him back for good. They won't be sending him back. Yeah, yeah. They won't be sending him back. But uh, I expect to get Tom Rogers back. Last minute. He needs, a, so, he needs yeah. some rugby in his legs, and he bless well, him. Yeah, uh, Joe does. Roberts. Oh, Roberts yeah, will go back. Oh, I sorry, think. possibly Roberts as well. Yeah. So yeah. fingers crossed. But you know, you look at the side that was put out. On the weekend, Kemsey Mathias, he didn't go on. He didn't, he didn't yeah. get picked for the England game either. Yeah, I'd expect I'd Mathias be, to go back to have some game time. I'd be shocked if we get a result on Friday, if I'm honest. Don't let Wales boys back and not going back to the Wales squad, surely. 
I wonder, I, I don't, I think Leinster once again have been um, disproportionately affected by island call-ups. Uh, so I, I don't really know that the Six Nations is going to register on Munster's scale at all, really. No. Um, no. So yeah, yeah I, I think that'll be a tricky one for Scarlet, especially, well, I don't know, I've got some rugby in the legs after, I, even though it was a loss away to Exeter. Um, stranger it's, things like have said, happened. Like I said, up, up until now, the last couple of pods, at the moment, where we are, if, if we won, it would really, really surprise me. I, I just, I cannot see where the next win is coming from at yeah. the moment. There's, there's so low in confidence. You know, there's, you, you can't take nothing from the result last week because yeah. there were so many unknowns and so many academy players playing. There was, I think, the average age of the squad takes Scott Williams out was 19 or, or 20. It was yeah. in, insane. So. I just don't see where we're going to get the result at the moment. Fair enough. So it's just building. Then quarter past five on Saturday, Cardiff host Connaught, thus 12th and 9th respectively. It'll be an interesting one. Uh, the Arms Park somehow is on course for a satellite. I know we've given away 2,500 tickets to clubs around the region, which great. Um, but I'm just thinking through our squad and how many of our, our young forwards are missing with Wales. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I might, we might have to be bringing Aberavon up again to get uh, to get some of the COVID. I think that's matters. the biggest thing, isn't it? I mean, Jim Botham. Jim Botham wasn't. Oh, he's injured, only done his knee. So uh, he's injured, yeah, yeah, he's not so, going to be about. But, let, let me uh, just let me just rattle through these off the top of my head. Right, Dom Chow's game coming back. Asarathi no. coming back. No, Evan Lloyd might come back, but nobody knows who he is. He's probably not playing. Um, Alex Manning coming back. We might get Martin back. Botham's knackered. Thomas Williams ain't coming back. No. Uh, Mason Grady probably ain't coming back. <laughs> I wouldn't Cam be surprised. Cam Winnett ain't coming back. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if um, Grady come back. I just had to with, think, actually, yeah, with, Grady might. With with conditions, saying, like, you know, yeah, start him. Yeah. But bring, bring him off. off. Yeah. Or put him on the bench, but only use him for the last and in, 20, in, in, just in to sim- kiss him in his legs. In a similar vein to Connaught, uh, sorry, Manchester, I don't think Connaught are particularly badly affected by island call-ups. No. So I fully expect Connaught to win there. Um, I don't know what Falato's status is, but it'd be a good game for him to come. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, you still have a pretty handy, Connaught will still have a pretty decent starting back row with, let's say, if Falato's fit with sort of Ellis Jenkins... Falata on the way back and Young. Tom Young, yeah. Shane Lewis Hughes. Lucas Delarua. Always with the twenties. Yeah, the and, the 20s, and, and yeah. yeah, no, thinking about it, we could we could do Kari Belcher and Will Davis King maybe in the front row. <sighs> he so, looks good, he does. Yeah, he needs to kick on a bit. I thought this would be the season where he's he's behind a few people this, this year. You got Tamani in a row with uh, if he's not injured. Seb they might send back to us. Mm, Turnbull Turnbull's seven. been doing media, so maybe what else is there? There's Ellis Bevan, Scrum Off. I'm trying to Tinas. think. Tinas, of course. Heroics. Oh, uh, yeah, fine. No bonus, but win that. Right. <laughs> ben, ben Thomas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I suppose the core is it. Beatham's probably going to play fullback. Owen Lane, Cabango, if he's back. I don't know. Hey, I don't know the injury. Came like. oh, web. Tell you what I saw. Right, what, uh, was that with the, what was what was all that with the, with the Wales uh, scarf on? Well, he's, he's Wales qualified, see? He is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he went, went up to Twick and he wore his Wales scarf. And he, he right. said he wants to play for Wales. Like, okay. So, okay. Okay. okay, I love right. it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, that'd be quite sort of like the uh, the, the the wicked twist of fate of how eligibility and cap scores because he's played in England for his sort of career to date. I think he played under twenties or a similar to um, Johnny Williams and Tompkins, if I recall correctly. Is he? So yeah, like much in a similar vein to Emmanuel Fiwaboso. Yeah, yeah, I just gone the other way. Yeah, I, so I know, I got, I got it, I got it. Yeah, yeah, young, younger than I thought. Um, he's only twenty-three. Amy Webb. Okay, so you're me out, right? I think this is something that World Rugby can grab hold of. So World Rugby, if you're listening, I'm sure you are doing your diligence around rugby podcasts, rugby podcasts around the world. Mm. If we cap Palmer Webb, right, mm. and let's say, um, or get him equal caps up to the standard of Emmanuel Favorable, so yeah, do you think we could? You know, get the midpoint on the seven bridge and just swap them. Um, so, so a rule where you can you can swap position as, as long for as position. two players. Well, yeah, position for position, equal cappage as long as in as yeah, same position, both equal cappage, both uh, eligible. Uh, yeah, for either way, and it's got to be on some sort of international borderline. Um, right. If, if if Vince McMahon ever gets a hold of rugby, yeah, sure, that's going to yeah. happen. But... Good. Let's, well, on a bit of a tangent. Uh, WWE is going to Netflix, so you know, Six Nations is in the Netflix world. WWE is in the next in the Netflix world. I don't know. They're both in the in sports entertainment, you know, industry. So you love a tedious link, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. Let's, let's get talking. Let's get Vince on the phone. Um, right before you get too carried away and excited, uh, third place Glasgow host fifteenth place Dragons then on Saturday evening at uh, twenty five to eight. How are you feeling about that one, Mikey? Uh, Dragons probably more affected of late by Wales call-ups than they have been previously and of course with only two professional teams in Scotland then are they going to risk letting so many players back in Scotland I mean you could look at the boys with the Dragons I think you look at the boys going back maybe maybe Tane Basham would come back maybe um, who else is he Rio's not coming back Um, uh, Wainwright's not coming back Um, Leon Brown is crooked and the way Elliot he has been playing back. he's not Kai, coming back either Kai Evans might do with a, a half can, I think yeah I think Kai Evans could probably do with it because I was pretty disappointed Bra- Brown is injured as well isn't he yeah uh, he won't yeah. be coming back I was pretty disappointed with like the lack of game time Kai Evans had on Saturday probably went the way that way because of you know the, the, the circumstance of the game but you know again he did come on after the 80 for a you could see in his face, it's like, you know, is he worth going on for the... I've, I've got a theory about minute. this, which we remind me to cover when we cover the game. Uh, but I, I've got a theory about why he came on. But, uh, yeah, I think the, 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 the Dragons have been sort of like rotating squad quite well. And they sort of probably, like they've said, they're going to make changes and they'll be picking more regular squad players. But like you look outside of them, few call-ups, and they've, they've still got the likes of, you could rattle off a back row of uh, Harry Keddy, Ollie Griffiths. Um, I was going to say Ryan Woodman, but he's crooked as well. Um, George Knott. Um, you know, you got uh, Lloyd Faye, brother. Um, Brady Roberts. Uh, Roddy Jones. Um, Joe Davis in a row. Uh, Matthew Screech. You know, Roddy, uh, Roddy, Roddy Williams. Scrum off. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan Williams, fullback. Uh, you know, it's a pretty undisturbed squad. We saw rattling them names off, 
but obviously to have them Wales boys or at least some of them Wales boys back would be of a slight benefit. I mean, they've got the injury problems as well with like Angus O'Brien not being, uh, or he could well be on the way back, not quite all over that. Like, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, with the way the squad's been rotated to date, then you know disruption is as limited as it could possibly be. And I think sort of, you know, when you're a, a young coach like Dai is, you've you've got to kind of maybe look at that as well to make sure that you know you're not going to be at such a disadvantage during these times. I think um, what you're trying to say is Dragons will lose, but it's going to be closer than we think. I wasn't <laughs> trying to say that, right? <laughs> but when they got to go up to Glasgow, yeah, um, it was not easy. I mean, it's not easy for any any team bottom of the table to go to a team that's top of the table. So, uh, you know, let's hope they go and sort of give it a good go because they haven't played for, played a lot of rugby of late. So, you know, well, they've had three weeks, two, 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 three weeks off, like, so... Got to give it the best shot. I think um, looking looking at Sunday now, right? Eighth place Ospreys hosting fifth place Elsa at uh, three pm. Just had a quick glance at the table, and I, I think any win for Ospreys, as long as Elsa don't get two losing bonus points, might put Ospreys into the top six. Yeah, something like that. I read about that the other day. Like, and, um, I think probably with that in mind. I mean, this makes this circumstance points the fixture, the potential of a win could make this game one of the more meaningful games within this window. Mm. Because you know, I'll, I'll still win for me. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's no news from you. So, like, you know, I think the Ospreys will put out as strong a team as possible, and also will more than likely do the same. Not necessarily saying to. You know, try and stop the Ospreys from gaining them few places, but it'd be great to see. You know, the Ospreys been in the last in the lockup stages of Europe mm. to to take that just to sort of push on, regardless of the fixture, be it league, be it Europe, and really, you know, shine the light for for regional rugby in Wales. Yeah. Um. So quickly then, uh, Biz, do you see any of the Welsh teams winning this weekend? Realistically, no. Yeah, I, think no, I, I don't think so. I, I oh, think, uh, on, no. and, and it's and it's not not because of my bias. That's it's just because yes, it is. I just don't think that we got the depth in our squads that the other teams have when it comes to these uh, follow weeks. If if I think if you made me pick one to win a match, it's either Cardiff if, or Ospreys. But for me, yeah, if if anyone's to win, it's for them to be Cardiff, in my opinion. Uh, just because they'll have the crowd behind them again, decent numbers there. And you know they they do like like the home crowd, but I can't see I can't mm. see any of this. So we're a Connaught in the league, uh, ninth, and Cardiff are twelfth. We are Ospreys are eighth, and Elsa fourth. Bear with me, yeah. So Cardiff are twelfth on twenty one, right? Below that, there's a bit of a drop. Uh, Ospreys are eighth on twenty five. So twelfth to eighth is pretty close, and actually, uh, all right, twelfth twenty one. 11th, 10th, and 9th are all on 24. 8, 25, 7, 26, 6, 26, 5, 28. So it's a very tight mm. mid-table. So where find themselves at the minute? Fifth. Wait, the fifth is not a bit of a... It's not that much of a jump, like, is it? And, well, that's what I said, yeah. Like, yeah. Ospreys could... There's, there's a, you know, if they do everything right, there's a chance they leapfrog Ulster for a week. Um, I mean, to, to paraphrase our friend from the West, Biz, there... Uh, you know, I think the Ospreys probably have got the best chance. 
Oh, that's just uh, about. Yeah. Just about. There's a, car- there's a carrot, isn't there? Yeah. I'm known with Norsby's bias here, of course. But uh, it was, there was in, in, the, in the two games that I, Ireland have played, only one Ulster, one Ulster player have played. Mm. So yeah, they've got I'll, a really settled squad. They, they, yeah. They're pretty much going to be full strength. And I'll be, I guess, again, I just not just because I want them to lose, but I just yeah, can't see how they can win. So, think, well, let's put it know. like this. Reese Henry is going <laughs> to have a, a massive oh, goal wow. against uh, Stephen Kitsoff. He's going to bite him, right? And Stephen Kitsoff is going to run back to South Africa quicker than his legs can carry him. <laughs> no, for me, I'll still win all day. Right then, boys. We've had enough time to heal. It is time to talk about England-Wales. Um, I'll start with you, Biz. Uh, just give you a general thoughts, really, on uh, on what went down. Uh, it's, it's a difficult one. I think there's no need to panic in my eyes. We lost the game. Now, we've been, what, four points away from being top of the table. You know, it's, it's, it's not panic stations. What, what was more disappointing for me is... One, we didn't fire a shot in our second half. And two, you know, the frustrations behind some of his substitutions. And before Mikey beats me to it, I do think that bringing on Elias was the wrong option in the second half. But then, you know, you look at his first line-out and it's a back ball against an England line-out that does compete and does pinch a lot of ball. Now, I've said on the pod in the past that these are professional players. They should be able to do their job properly. Stuff like that. But when you're under fire like he, like he is at the moment, when you're under pressure, who the hell is making that call and throwing a back ball on his first first line out he comes on the pitch? I was chatting to my dad at the time as well. And like he'd come on, he'd pick the ball up. And yeah. you could tell like he was, he was thinking, oh shit, this is my first one. And then yeah. there was a lot of farted about in the line as well. So it took like a good... Two and a half minutes to actually throw the bloody ball in. I'm not, you know, I'm not right? defending him. I'm not defending him because you know he's been poor. Everyone, everyone can see that. You know, yeah. he, he is a good player on his day, but he has been poor, and he doesn't. You know, he does deserve to be dropped at the moment. But who's making them calls? Who's putting us under that pressure? The problem you've got as well, right, is that Wales are only ever one. Like all Wales hookers are one performance away from a bat. Like, because we've never had a hooker who's consistently good week in, week yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Garrett like, Jenkins was all right. I, I mean, all right. <laughs> when I say never, I mean, since, you know, I've started... Bobby drinking. Windsor was all right, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, he, he, like, I never saw him play live. Was, you know, I mean, prof- <laughs> professionally, you're all right. We've always been one round of fixtures away from our line-out. Just, like, even the under-20s on the weekend, the line-out was just fucking yeah, all in. exactly. Like... It's it's just ingrained in us. Like I, I just sack off hookers throwing in, and whoever's throwing best on the day just have them do it. Like, I just don't get the tactics. Like I say, I don't get that. Like guys under pressure, you bring him on, and he and you give him the hardest ball to hit we, against a line out that challenge every everything. We and the rest of the, the rugby loving public are seeing what's going on. Right, we can see that it's not functioning. Mm. For what reason? Yeah. Whether it's and a lift, whether it's the throw, whether it's the timing, whether it's the call, or whether it's the circumstance, whichever that dictates, right? There's lots that can go on you know, to, to, to make sure that to make sure that doesn't work. But like, you know, it's like the players must feel it as well. Mm. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the players know, right, right, he's been doing right, line has been functioning. 
oh right boys fucking hell look you know we got a boy boy who's not his not in his target his data off what what do we do TV would suggest you keep it tight yeah. however yeah, yeah they've probably England or the opposite we can't just sort of call it England because you know there's four other teams hmm. apart from England in the Six Nations so I know they're all doing the homework week in week out about who's coming up and surely they would have done their homework on 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 Elias and I'm sure probably Wales are thinking sort of how do we counteract stuff that the opposition are doing behind the scenes how they do it they do something different they do something that's not expected they're expecting Elias to go short so what do they do they go long yeah, but at least give him the chance at least give him you know he's not they're not expecting him to go short they're not expecting him to go long you, you, you play to your strengths well, you, you, is he going to go is he going to go in the middle then I, I, then, I, I think we give ourselves like an, an anxiety attack when we set up line outs. There was a time, right, where we were doing this thing where we were all sort of walking to the line and as soon as everyone was there, we threw. And this season, we seem to be stopping and waiting. And then Elias is in, he's like cocking the ball a few times. He's like, no, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't think it works. I think we just need to do that thing again where we like decide over there, walk up and just go bing and don't overthink it. Just do exactly. it. <laughs> don't give yourself quick, time to worry. Quick, yeah. quick ball at the front or, or shorten the line out. Do something. Don't put him under that sort of pressure. His first first thing on coming onto the pitch is a line out in, in their 22 and he's fucked it. I think I gen, generally, I think I agree with you though, where um, you said it's not panic stations because, yeah, we're a missed conversion against Scotland and, you know, a Mason Grady yellow card away from potentially being two yeah, from two. Which is exactly. But you look that, right. Would you take that now? Would I two take from what? Two, would you take two from two now? Of course I would. Really? Think about them more broadly and laterally, right? It's, I do think it's a bad thing, right? Boys have done well coming close twice. Yeah. But I really don't think it's a bad thing they haven't won. No, I think I'm saying the same thing, but like, I. I... I, it'd be better if they had. <laughs> well, I don't know if it would be see, because he's having right. false confidence. Is that paper? Yeah, the, the biggest papering over cracks that are the biggest frustration for me of the two of them is that we should be two from two, and if it wasn't for a couple of stupid errors, we would be two from two. No, I, I see. I see um, what Mikey's saying. I, like, I've had a second to think about it. Like, yeah, like the the losses are exposing the bigger problems we've got. And yeah, and let's make no no. No, make no bones about it. It's been, it, it's from what I've seen, it's been look, look, looking to be a very defensive way of opening the tournament. They've been rely, over-reliant on, we've got to just got to defend and defend and defend until, our, till, until we can't blow through each other's arses that are on our own anymore. On, on Saturday, we our, our time was up Saturday when we de- decided to go defensive. We didn't mm. shoot our shot in the second half. The first half, we just went all out attack, went for it, played the, played the the game, looked up in front of us, and we went went in in the sheds up. Come out second half, we tried to control the game more defensively, and we played into England's hands. Think- Two weeks in a row, we've we've allowed a good kicker, a good ten, to pin us back and put us back in our own twenty-two. I think that um, if we could just. <sighs> A bit like Cardiff, right? If we could just be sensible when the game requires it, it'd be fine. So, like that that moment where um, Itoje ran up on Lloyd under our own posts after we sh- probably should have cleared. I think that led to Ben Earls' try. 
and just things yeah. like that, right? At, at that point, you wall up that ball back down the pitch. But it's, it's, it's stuff like that. They're down to 13 yeah. men and we're conceding yeah. tries. Yeah. We can't yeah. be doing that. You know, we did that in Twickenham where... in the warm-ups as well, didn't we, Mikey? When yeah. England were down to yeah. 12. And... Yeah. But that's... But that's... That's man for that one-on-one man-for-man tackling. You can't argue that it's a numbers game. Hmm. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's like we can't be at international level. You can't be that poor where you're allowing a thirty-man team to be scoring tries against you. And I think that was a that was a big moment for England. You know, Earl getting that try. Um, and I. I remember seeing my dad as well at this at one point when George Ford made that fifty twenty-two. I was like, that is game changing. Yeah, I mean, that's, I said that. That's probably the game. That's the game. And it's you. like with, with Mason Grady, like you know, he's got all the talent in the world, and, and obviously I'm not blaming him for the loss. Like, but you know, he's was he in a realistic, realistic position to, to intercept that ball? No, he's trying you to. Know, hard, same as in the, was it was it the Autumns or the World Cup, whatever? He he made that mistake on, on the try line, didn't he? And, mm. and and basically gifted them a try. It's like I get it, you want to you want to impress, but. International rugby is about your top two inches. Stick to the system. And yeah. yeah. And on, you can't be go you can't be going for intercepts like that in, in, in such a close game. On on the loss then, but they like just to sort of go back to a point we've sort of skated over. Um but uh, I think we can probably get our teeth stuck back into it. Um question from regular contributor Gerind. Um do you think uh changing Elliot D cost us the game? It was a change that wasn't needed. And when he went off, we were on the back foot. For me, I think we we, you, you, we sort of alluded to it, but with Elias coming on. But I think um, opening up the, to the to, to the panel, of course, like sort of uh, cost us the game. It cost us a set piece, certainly. I mean, like we said, we were it cost us territory, didn't it? it? It cost us territory. It gifted them the ball a few times. It's difficult to say. You know, it probably did cost us the game. Um, because of the territory and the ball that we turned over in that last uh, 15, 20 minutes. LED was on a fine uh, game. I, I don't see the logic in taking him off, though. I just, no. like I say, it's, I don't see the logic. You know, when, it, <laughs> again, look up, look what's in front of you. If he's dead on his ass and he is signaling, get me off this pitch, then yeah. fair enough. In, in circumstances but, like that, because uh, Domachowski played the full 80 against Scotland. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then the logic then doesn't work then because he's changed that for the sake of it, but then he hasn't brought Kai Evans on earlier when Johan Lloyd wasn't, you know, lighting the game up. So I, I think, there's um, no logic between anyone. I, I did trail this in the previous segment. I think uh, this Kai Evans thing, I honestly think when Dyer got taken in the air, yeah, the coaching team thought we might end up with a kickable penalty from this free kick yeah. uh, from this penalty. Uh, yeah. So you know, the, the the plan was clearly kick down field 40 metres, have a line out, win a penalty, Kai Evans kicks it, wins the game. Because Johan Lloyd, I don't think, really brought his long-range kicking boots, let's say. Um, but of course, minute, I don't the think penalty a never came. Yeah. At the minute, I don't think he's a long-range kicker in the squad. I mean, in the in the, in the back line at no. all. I mean, I mean, all right, let's let's say we were we were two points behind with 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 a penalty mm. in reasonable range. Let's say we had a the, the last two minutes was on on the half going into into day of ten. Yeah, let's just say there was a penalty forty three ish meters out. On any other day, Dan Bigger 
all the halfpenny steps up and slots up with his eyes closed. Is, is, there's two things there. How one? How wasn't that a penalty on on Rio Dyer? How 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 he yeah. literally clearly pulled pulled out of his jump himself, did Ford, and then just put his shoulder into Dyer. Is is a penalty all along? And two, one. I want to jump in there. I think if Dyer had done some play act, then they'd have had a look at it. Yeah. If yeah, hundred If he'd it's, rolled the, around the, the linesman is there though. Yeah. The line the linesman's there. You know, he's got to see that. But then you know, if... Hello? Dyer. Yeah. You there, Reese? I think he's holding his There he is. Hang on, you have to say say all that again, but because uh, you were uh, you were out there, I think you were out in the cold for five. The gremlins are you? No, well, well, that's the end of the pod. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but anyway, even if we did have that penalty, we kicked it forty meters up the pitch, and Elias would have overthrown it anyway. We instead lost the game. Well, there is that, but. I think um oh, it says a message popped up. How come you win out the host? I don't understand that. Anyway, but never mind, we carry on. Um yes, I don't think it was uh it was something gonna go on any any different to uh to Wales scuppered line out, given the cause uh, like we alluded to earlier, like the players themselves are probably not too confident in what yeah. they are seeing. And you know the caller's probably not too confident in the operators and the technicians there connecting. I think like it does. It, should it do does go back to. Let's go back to what you said earlier. Though it, um, I think we'll, as much as we'd like to have a two from two, you know, we will learn a lot more from the two defeats. I would have given given the state of the squad. I'd rather yeah. lose them than win them because, like, if. If it is a case of papering over the cracks, then we've had far too much of that over the last twenty years, as it is, and uh, you know we don't need any biggest, more of that. The biggest test now is going into Ireland, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I mean, what, what, do you do what can that squad do against Ireland? Yeah, yeah, but what 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 does what does Gatland and the coaching team do? Do they go heavy, or do they go experimental? Well. Um, I sorry, guys, I did you did lose me for a bit there, so uh, I hope I missed too you much. Did. Um, the gremlins, aren't you? I know. Uh, it's been we a while wrapped well up the pod and you'll be off. <laughs> I know. Have, have we gone for all the listeners' questions in my absence? No, not yet. We've still got two to go. We've sort of addressed uh, Gary's question, I think, uh, unless we want to come back to sort of uh, the Elliot D. No, I, I, ex- I expect you guys have done that. Um, so, yeah, should we have a quick look at, before we look at changes for next week, have a look at uh, Alid's question on fly-off and uh, Lewis's yeah, question on his physicality. We, we, we've sort of got to sort of around the 10 chat and it's a, it was such a such an India jersey in Wales. Like, you know, I mean, brought to the fore with the recent passing of um, uh, Oh, his name's gone. I saw it. Cardiff upside off. Barry John. That's the king, that's, of course. That's the Apologies. king, yeah. <laughs> Apologies, that uh, just it was on the tip of my tongue, and as I was about to say, it fell straight off. Apologies to uh, to everyone there. Yeah, so um, uh, contribution from my recent eyes friend uh, Ali from our university days. Uh, hope you're doing well, too, and uh, thanks for the contribution. Very much appreciated. Um, so he says, 
Uh, I'll try and tone it down because the um, comments may be a bit fruity for... Um, oh, it's after nine o'clock, so that's all right. So what he says is, uh, what the fuck are we going to do about the 10 shirt? It's like being back to a toss-up between Arwell Thomas and Stephen Jones. Oh, good old Topok Jones himself. St- Stephen Jones is my favourite Wales first of all time. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. If you don't trust Johan Lloyd or Sam Costello to steer you through a winning game like you might a bigger or an Anscombe. Um, it's tricky. I feel for some reason all of a sudden like Johan Lloyd's got the highest ceiling and can learn the game management stuff. I, I For some reason, I, I'm just not feeling it with Costello. I don't know why. It's it's a situation, like I said at the start, we, we don't need a panic. We've got two youngsters who are... Still developing, still learning. Probably both are in that ten shirt. Probably two years, three years earlier than they should be. Yeah, in theory, and it's going to be a learning curve, guys. It's you know, it's they're, they're going to get better, and it depends on which one of them gets the the prolonged run. You know, I really, I really think we'll see Dan Edwards before long. I, yeah. I'm really starting to rate Dan. I I was listening to I believe it was a scrum five podcast earlier in the week uh sort of late late last week early this week what was it monday anyway whatever it is yeah. and um interview i think it was always it was maybe a scrum uh the radio a uh, radio five live rugby podcast. anyway but whichever one it was this is my own work and i haven't been interviewing gatlin myself so there we are caveat um saying uh interview with gatlin saying he's still learning uh about you and lloyd still you learning the tens role yeah i mean mm-hmm. come on like you're taking uh a player who's still learning the tens role to an international tournament, yeah, but that's where we are. Tournament, I, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, the choice was that or, or recall Sheedy, I guess. Is well, he's crooked, uh, Sheedy was injured yeah. though, yeah, yeah. So, there well, we that's go. It. Sheedy would be in the driving seat, but he was injured. But this begs the question then, do like you said, Reese, do they invest in a 10 who is an out and out 10 in Dan Edwards, who showed a lot of composure when he showed up for the Ospreys? Going forward, I think it's going to be between Dan Edwards and, and Costello. I, I'd be, I don't I'd be, think... I'd be very surprised if Dan Edwards doesn't go to Australia in the summer. Oh, he'll go. He's on the train. The plane. The automobile. <laughs> whatever one it is. <laughs> He's going from Bridgend International Airport, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, like I said, it, it's, it's a Revere jersey in Wales. I mean, go back to the Max Boyce song, The Outside Our Factory. I mean, they were just falling off the production line. And they That's did. The open side flanker factory now, boys. Yeah. On yeah. that, Tommy Revel, we got to talk about him. Well, we'll come to him in a minute now. Class. Um, yeah, so like, you know, they were falling off the production line and, and, and were for a long time. And the production line's only just stopped, really. I mean, we've had the players there capable of competing and we've had uh, adequate deputies as well. I mean, even when you look back at the days with um, Anscombe and uh, Digger when they were doing the 60 20. Hmm. So. Where's the next it's, two tens coming from? Is it going to be costly? It's where we're at. It's where, it's where we're at. I think, you know, we've got to be patient. We've got to give some of these youngsters a chance. You know, Dan Bigger wasn't an instant superstar. No. Johnny Sexton wasn't an instant superstar. We've got to give them time, guys. It's, like I say, they're still learning. They're still learning the trade. They're, they're a couple of years ahead of the game where they should be. And we've just got to give them some time. And if it's got to be Costello, he's got to stamp his authority on the game. But his... his, his, his tight style of management on the game and not rely on 
other players telling him, like, this will work, this will work, this will work, you do this and you'll do, and you'll go far, pal, because that may not necessarily work for the individual. <sighs> at, at 10 for Scarlet's when he's been fit, he's been class, and he has controlled the game, and he's he's been a player far, far older, with an older head on his shoulders than, than he, he looks. Yeah. Again, when he's played for Wales, he, you know, again, you look back at that first half against Scotland and where them tactics came from, nobody knows. Because, but you, said, you know, he's playing 10 in a Scarlet's team where he plays regularly. So he's going to be comfortable yes, with... Yes, exactly. But then this is, this is what I mean. This is where we don't have to... Where we shouldn't be panicking. You know, he needs a run of games to, to get that confidence, to make sure that he's got them players around him singing, playing off the same hymn sheet as him. So it's a case of they've got to keep going. You know, it's same as the other youngsters. They've got to keep going with them. And we, we've got to, you know, play the cards that we've been dealt at the moment. And this, we can't panic and say, right, well, he's been shit. Let's get somebody else in. Let's get somebody else in. And you're chopping and changing because, also, again, like I said before, in Wales, at number 10 at, at, at Scrum Half, we expect them to be superstars immediately. But yeah. we can't also rely on one player to course us through the next decade. No, of course not. I'm, yeah. not, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying to give them 20 games. I'm not saying to give him the next five years. You yeah. know, we've got to give him more than a half a rugby. We need, basically, somebody to come along and grab the shirt, but also some backups who have had game time so that when, yeah. inevitably, the number one guy gets injured, there are two or three people who can fill the boots. Which is why, like, I've been thinking about the fullback jersey. I mean, you could, you could say the same about every jersey as well, but, like, sort of picking on the 10 jersey and looking at the fullback jersey there. I mean, you know, Cam Winnett is appears to be the choice, as mm. it stands. He's and he's taken it with open arms. Of course, you know, don't take nothing from him. But, again, do we need, are we only going to rely on one fullback? Should should Kai Evans be having a start? It's interesting, isn't it? Because we did go for a lot of time where, like, if Halfpenny was injured, then it was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And because Liam Williams wasn't necessarily... 100% all the time and not a like for like. I mean, I'm not saying like a Kai Evans is a like for like for Cam Winnett, but like, mm. you know, who's, who's, who's yeah, you know, you need, you need, you need a situation where like, okay, if we look back to maybe the mid noughties, you had Lee Byrne first choice and then you had like a Morgan Stardart backing him up. Yeah. Um, but Morgan and, you know, of course, like, in the game time, that he should yeah, have yeah, to be but, able to compete. But, you know, he did amass sort of, what, like 20 caps or so. And, you know, he was always quite handy. And I think that's because he had international experience. Of course, you're always going to play the best player. So if Burns available, you play him. But you need the guys who've got... Yeah, and the, the time for that, the time for yeah, that is in, in the summer. Yeah. And, and, and in the autumn, the time for that isn't now. When, when you've got somebody like Cam Winnett putting his hands up like he has, making that jersey his own, yeah. you, you don't drop him. You don't. We also had a question on physicality, Mikey, from Lewis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, if I can just grab, grab the show notes. Yeah. Uh, question coming around physicality from Lewis Barry. Thanks for getting in touch, Lewis. Lewis is a long-time friend, and I uh, really appreciate you getting in touch, Matt. And uh, I'm sure we'll uh, catch up over the over some comments, over the pod drops thereafter. But uh, yeah, good, good to hear from you, and uh, we'll be keeping well. So um, it's a bit, a bit of a longie, but I'll go through it all. So Lewis says... Uh, my major concern is the lack of physicality in the squad. Has been for a few seasons now. Uh, we used to have a back line with, oh, you could rat these off days, like George North, uh, Jamie Roberts, Jonathan Davis, the like, the forwards, Dan Lydiat, Sam Obdon, Alan Wynne, Gethin Jenkins, Hibbard, Powell. 
and he could go on, no doubt. And even the bench, like you know, there was there was boys able to come off the bench. Uh, not saying that it's the, that they're the greatest players, but it's something to fall back on when shit hits the fan. Yeah, Gatland likes a hard bastard to get you over the game line. Yeah, and it's always been backs in Wales, isn't it? Because we never reproduced massive forwards. So that's what he goes on to ask: Who mm. are our game line breakers? Um, who is going to be? Uh, who's going to smash someone to galvanise the team? All the young guns. Uh, all, all young, oh, sorry, all young guys, but uh, they all look like. <laughs> oh, what he's saying is they all got terrible haircuts because they all look like, they all look like they could play football. But he's right. I'm not denying that. Um, I, I think yeah, people we're going to be looking to to get over the gay line at some point. You're going to have your your two Morgans from uh, the Ospreys. At some point, they are gay line players. I mean, yep. you, you could also probably look at. Um, Kieran Williams, I guess. Yeah, because, like, to reiterate points I made over and over again, rugby is dependent on a gay lines being broke in the back division by a hard carry in 12. It's not it that common. Even, it, does, it doesn't have to be one particular player. You see a guy to break the gain line. I, I don't think we've got yeah. anybody breaking the gain line. You can pop to anybody running an angle off the first phase. They don't have to have 12 on their back. Well, no, but it, you know, you can't keep relying on, on the eight to break gain lines or the six to break gain lines. Oh, Again, well, it's we, going, are, we, aren't, we aren't relying on anyone. We haven't. No, no, but you I, don't need them in the first place. I look through the Wales squad and I can't see a single... Well, can anyone else think of a single gain line operator? Maybe George North at a push? Well, George North is the only one. He was doing great things in the World Cup off the hands of a handling 12. However, we didn't see that on Saturday. Did 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 that... Did game play or plan dictate that? Maybe we don't know. But even you look at Tompkins in the 12 jersey, right? He's hitting the line and he's being stopped. He's not even competing or have put in a step in like we've seen other centers do to try and get over that game line. And, you know, he's gone on record to say he won't be the 12 that everyone wants him to be. But Welsh rugby's, Welsh rugby's DNA has been focused yeah. on. You, you, you can only have a DNA with the, like that when you've got the players at your disposal. I mean, the players I mean, are there. They're not. In the shape of Kieran Williams, in the shape of Johnny Williams. He's not, was, was yeah, but he's not the big... Owen Watkins he's not big enough. He's been playing well off, off jo- Johnny Williams is Johnny Williams is, is banned. Owen Watkins didn't play well against Scotland. And and Kieran Williams isn't big enough yet. So Scott you, you are, big you, enough, but he... Yeah, but you, you're, you're on about a, a player that is going to bust the line like Jamie Roberts. Scott, Kieran Williams isn't that player. I don't think it's necessarily true because anyway, because like we, Gatland does like a game playing 12 when they're available to him, but like, uh, sorry, a game line breaking 12. But, you know, when Henson was the uh, best 12 in Wales, we weren't playing a crash ball inside centre. Yeah, he no. was a more handling 12, but that's not to say that he couldn't break a game line and he wouldn't. Oh, he could do whatever he wanted, Gavin. Well, well yeah, he was, he was, you know, quite essentially, he was the best of both worlds. He was a handling, kicking 12 with the ability and the strength and the power to break a tackle, which, and he had the footwork to go along with it. So, no, he might not have had the shape, but he had certainly had the skill set and, and the dynamics to be able to do so. Some I mean, of our big forwards just don't carry the weight. I mean, you look at guys like, Seb Davis, right? Now, yeah. Seb Davis should be unstoppable. Like, Adam Beard mm. should be unstoppable, but they're so gangly and top-heavy. Like, they don't, they just don't get over the game line. It's, it's insanity to me. It's like, yeah, it's like a sort of, we are missing that Jake Ball. Yeah. He was a game line break. Yeah. He was a physical animal. 
we and will roll bring him back. He hasn't, bring him back. He, hasn't, he hasn't showed up as much as we'd like as as, as I know we'd like because he was another one who will mm-hmm. carry the ball up. I mean, it's not as if they're not there, but you know, who's not playing, it's been mooted as well. Sort of one of Wales's other best game line carry, game line breaking, best carrying forwards. Jack Morgan, not about, yeah, and out, but you know, um, Wainwright is doing a cracking job off the back of that scrum, mm. doing. Doing that work, that's necessary. So, as, as, um, in a perfect world, there are the boys there to do it. Yeah, but it doesn't appear that one of them, two of them, three of them, are grabbing the game by the scruff and saying, "Right, okay, I'm going to pick that ball up and I'm going to go. Who's coming with me?" And yeah, sort of back on what Lewis is saying, like sort of like alluded to sort of who the game line breakers are. It's a DNA which I think needs to sort of come back to the fore because. That's been Welsh rugby from a long time. And like you can quote Warren Ball as much as they want, right? It works. It's two-dimensional. Yeah. It worked ten years ago. It worked twelve years ago. It doesn't work anymore. It's not the plan. It's a plan. And if it's not a plan, it's plan B. It doesn't work anymore. That was found out in the last four or five years of his last term. It doesn't work anymore. The defenses are too good for Warren Ball now. It's, It's it's the game has moved on. And we haven't got the players to play that sort of game. We've got to play with, with the players that we've got. And we've got to be a more dynamic side. Because that's the players that we've got. Are, are, we, are, we, are we compromising on physicality for dynamics? Yeah, we, 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 we've got to play with what you've got. Like I say, we've got more dynamic players. You know, we haven't got the players to play that physical game for 80 minutes. If you, but you if can you have the boys were, putting the shots in. But if you go wingers were, were shit hot, but you haven't got the hands to get there... What's the point you're trying to play a wide game? Well, no, I mean that works both ways. Like we've we've got naive, have we? We haven't got skillful uh sort of free quarters and we haven't got physical no. free quarters. Exactly. So the, the answer is we're just a bit shit right now. It's like neither's gonna work. <laughs> They've got a balance in the wingers. Like you look at Josh Adams and you look at Rio Dyer. Rio Dyer, rapid workhorse. Josh Adams has been known to be more physical. But even he seemed in the last game he played, he seemed to have been lacking that physical element. So, yeah, okay, I think we can sort of agree that it's a change in game plan. But like I said, having that physical edge may not necessarily be the plan, but it is a plan to go to. I think because well, you know rugby's a contact sport, it's a physical game. If we're not having physical animals in the shop window, then we're going to come bottom of the Six Nations forever. I think if we keep these questions in mind when we talk about the uh, team to play Ireland in a fortnight, uh, at fullback, Mikey, it sounds like you want to have a look at Kai Evans just to get him some experience. I, I would stick with Cam win it. Biz, you... Against, against Ireland, you have to. <laughs> you can't chuck Kai Evans in against Ireland. The, the familiar phrase, the, the, the popular phrase that's been used is a free hit. Gatlin's mm. got a free hit. So, I don't want to get nilled. I can't have Ireland winning no, two games. But no. Italy, didn't, Italy didn't mind on the weekend, did they? They minded. Did they? Well, they might have, I suppose, yeah. But like, ooh, on that, Lewis Liner signing for Benetton as a, yeah, as a side note. Yeah, yeah he's going to look, good. He's gonna look good in blue, I think, yeah. Yeah, anyway, as back, back, back to the point in hand. Um, except you know, the popular phrase is free hit. Gatlin's got a free hit. Yeah, you don't want to... I think, you know, we can foregone conclude it. Wales aren't going to come out that victorious, mm. and I don't think they're going to come to win the, within the handful of points that um, they have done the first two games by mm-hmm. by fair means or foul. 
So I I really do see it as a free hit. I think there's chances you can take in some positions, maybe not all of them. You wouldn't put an entirely second string 15 out mm-hmm. because it looked more like a third string at the moment. Yeah. So I, the way I see it, it's, it's worth having Kai Evans start fullback and having Cameron on the bench. If it was to go tits up, I can't see it, but... Back to the point. You're, ta- you're, you're taking some strong stuff, Michael. You're <laughs> taking some strong stuff. Before we uh, before we get to Michael's uh, habits, uh, wingers. I, I gotta say, I thought Dyer played his absolute guts out on the weekend, and yeah. I, w- I was I was yeah. quite impressed. It's, it's been a while since I've seen him have that sort of game for Wales. It reminded me of his debut. I think I would actually be tempted to give Mason Grady a start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Adams has looked a bit iffy, so I, I think I'd be going with Grady and Dyer. So what you're saying is, by now we're taking two players in two different positions. You're willing to give Grady a start, but not Kai Evans. What? Yeah, because I, I think Grady's, Grady's a decent a world, player, world class athlete, and Kai Evans is <laughs> exactly. there. You, over, you overlooking the fact that you, you sort of caveat it with just Kai Evans plays for the Dragons. That's are not you, uh, no. I mean, top? if I if I wanted if I wanted to be Cardiff centric, I'd have dropped Dyer and uh, and I'd have had Adams and Grady. Yeah, I'm dropping Cardiff's like most famous player. Exactly. <laughs> Well, he won't uh, commission for his, fa- for his fan club, Michael. Who's? Kai Evans. You've got on top of his Valentine's Day card list. Or oh, BMA ain't sending any. I don't expect any. <laughs> <laughs> right, they'll cancel that, right? Um, oh. I'm glad you've done that because I could have a... I, I'm sure that I'd see that and I might fucking see shit that would turn me white. <laughs> I'm sending you tw- 12, 12 bloody black roses. You do that and I'll find you. <laughs> I'll find you. Don't you worry about that. And where I'll shut up is nobody's business. Centre partnership. Uh, do you know what, boys? I, I'm tempted to go see him again. I mean, inside centre, the, the choice appears to be Johan Lloyd, Nick Tompkins, or Owen Watkin, really. Um, and it, let's be real, it's not going to be Johan. It's probably not going to be Owen, so it's, it's going to be Tompkins. Same again. I, I, got a feel, I got a feeling, some in my waters, that this is going to be another situation where like you know, the, they started this game like they finished the they started the second game like they finished the first. Yeah. So I think there's possibly, in terms of like, you know, selection on the bench, to sort of try and do something like this again. I did think there was an emerging fifteen coming, but is it is now the time for an emerging fifteen? Like uh, the the emerge I say emerging fifteen the emergence of a of the best 15 we can put out with the squad as it is at the time. And there is a little bit of bias, I ain't going to lie, that maybe I would like to see Owen Watkins start at 12 with George North at 13 because they've been playing more regular together at the Ospreys this season, particularly more towards the Six Nations, than, you know, we've only seen uh, um, Tompkins and North once. And yeah, they wouldn't have had as much time in camp as they did in the World Cup, which is understandable. And I think we were expecting that form from the World Cup to come through again. It didn't. Um, I thought they were right on the weekend together. Tom George, George, George pushed through the hole a few times. Wasn't, it wasn't as regular as it was during the World Cup. No. I think yeah, but we didn't have the opportunities on Saturday to do that. First half, they were really good together. And second half, we didn't shoot our shot. So, you know, they, they played the territory game against us in the second half if and they didn't have the opportunities. Bit, I mean, if you want to look a bit broader, I mean, if you want to finish like that, fine, you can bring Tompkins on for the last 20 or in the second half if Owen Watkins is having an absolute... Mm. Shower of a game, but, but, but this is against Ireland now, not yeah. not against England or Italy. But 
Owen Watkins would have more experience against Irish teams than Tompkins would. But Tompkins bang, bang, is a better player. Bang. Tompkins is a better player. Beautiful. <laughs> I um I think I would go same again on the halfbacks, Thomas and Johan. Um, if if Costello's fit again, I'd be tempted to sort of pick him maybe, but I don't know. I think, if, I think I don't I think, think if Costello's time to bed in. I think if Costello's fit, I think Gatland will bring him back in. Is that the right thing to do? I don't think so at the moment. I think again, like I say, give you on a run of games. Mm. Um, but I think that's what old Gatlin will do if, if he is fit to bring him back in. Where are you on that, Mike? You having Kai Evans at 10 and 15? <laughs> if I could, yeah. But obviously, he's only one person to win one thing at a time. I mean, you know, we are, we are, we are we're only men, are we? We only do one thing at a time. We're not uh, multifunctional, of course, are we? We're only men. I think there's a, there's a Twitter page dedicated to things like that. It's uh, quite a funny video now and again. Anyway, digress. Yeah. Um, I'd stick with your Lloyd. He's I a bit th- more of a playing, a playmaking ten rather than, and with the hands at ten, I've necessarily got the out of hand kicking or goal kicking. Then you've got the option with Kyle Evans at fullback. <laughs> As I, I've got, I've got, I've got a um a, a task for you, Mikey. Try and get Kyle Evans' name into all positions. We're going to talk about Lucid Prop next. Oh, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, sure there must be one about must be a way for the uh, yeah, right yeah. on that boys uh, front row I think actually Gareth Thomas Elliot D and um, Aserati I thought started really well as a unit yeah keep us here and yeah the locks then it's a tricky one I still think you'd be looking at Dav Jenkins and Will Rowlands to start with Teddy on the bench I don't know if Adam Deirdre did anything again on the weekend no it was even on the pitch oh come on he did when he won Great pass, which no other second row could have done. One that is true. Pass. That was a nice pass, yeah. And he, he created space for the outside back. So there we are. That puts a lid on Liam your discussion uh, point. Yeah. Where Adam Beard does bugger all. He clearly does more than uh, what. That so completely would you, deserves his, his place in the game. Would you, um, would you have him in your start in 15 on the weekend against Ireland? No. No. I'd, I'd risk him on the bench, I think. I would go along with Reese and go. Uh, Obviously, Davis takes the place as captain, but uh, mm. they've had more chance now, and they'd have another week now to look at Will Rowlands, unless Will Rowlands, uh, Will Rowlands has got to go back to France. Yeah, which I wouldn't have. Thought he so. might have to. No, like they, it might be one of those things where like they insist, and like it's hard lines Wales, England. It is, isn't it? They they go back in the follow weeks, but is it a thing with France? I, I I'm not sure. Might, I think France are even more grand. It's it's world rugby laws rather than um. So like yeah. If the club doesn't say yes, then they must go back, basically. The English players won't be going back this week. It's only because it's only Premiership Cup. Okay. They 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 they've stopped the um the games in the final weeks for the English Premiership because there's not enough not enough teams. There's enough teams. Fair enough. Uh right. Good luck. <laughs> back row then. I I you know be tempted to go see him again, actually. Yeah. Yeah, keep us in. I think all all three of them deserve it. Again. The one thing on on raffle, Mikey, are you uh, are you prepared to say that you were wrong on raffle? Because when we done our six lessons preview pod, you were your jury was out on raffle field. Well, the jury was out, and the the, the jury it was, isn't it? And he had a good look at him, and uh, you know you haven't had much chance to see him start. And to be fair, given the opportunities, he's taken him with both hands. He never said he was a bad player. He was phenomenal. I just said we needed to see more of him from the start. Like, so 
like it was so weird. Like I wouldn't notice him, and then he'd be there all of a sudden on the floor winning the ball. Like he came out of nowhere. Like it's like he barrowed there. It was incredible. So, I've got another question, which has just come to me, uh, which I was discussing with during the game on the weekend. Uh, this from... is from C. Evans of uh, Newport. No, this is from. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, this... this is from Mr. D- Mr. W. Smith of uh, Aberdeen. <laughs> from one of the boys. Fresh uh... Prince of Aberdeen. Fresh Prince. Oh my God! It... Yeah. All right. He's from the one of the boys from Young Farmers, right? And um, yeah. I I had met him before, and like when we started the Brains first team two years ago, right? Um, we had we had the boys together first. Uh, I'd never met him before, and. Kai, one of the boys, was on the on the phone room saying, "Oh well, come and have a go." Oh yeah, so anyway, so I turned up a bit late in the practice, <laughs> and um, <laughs> sat down. And the boy said, "Oh, this is Will." Oh, Will, and they said, "Guess what surname is?" I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." Smith, and I went, <laughs> "Get away!" <laughs> <laughs> and we've had the, it's been it's been the most fun ever since. Like, and uh, Will Will's a good one. He's um he's from Aberdeen, much in the same way as uh, Alex Mann is, and um, I think. Uh, He's uh, he's much a fan of of, of, um, of Alex Van. So we were discussing this on the weekend. What on the question is now? When well, I think it's been a question on a few other pods and and this stuff like that. What do you do when Jack Morgan comes back? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, it's like, going to be Tipperick and Warburton all over again. But, but they, we, they tried we, it. They tried in the World Cup, didn't they? they tried against Argentina playing together, and it didn't didn't really work in that game. You know, do you? stick with it um you know he left jack morgan left scarlet's because delaney seen him as a six rather than a been, seven and that's what we moved like you know jack morgan's a bigger player he's a bigger person he is more in a mold of a six. You know, yeah i think this goes back to what we were saying earlier i think we should be trying to build depth and yeah. they're both sevens whoever is the best seven that week guess yeah. should i mean who goes i think so who then who then goes on the bench we've got essentially you could suggest you could argue that you know in just rattling some names off now like you've got if you reverted Aaron Wayne right back to a six you've got Aaron Wayne right and Alex Mann as your sixes you've got mm-hmm. Raffel and uh, Morgan as your sevens mm-hmm. you've got Falato and let's just say one of the Morgans yeah. Either of them from the dragon from from the Ospreys. That's a good place to be. Like having two people and not everybody okay. gets a game. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It, it, I think it's... it all depends on it all depends on where Gatlin sees his captain. Mm. Does he see David Jenkins as a long term captain? Does does he see Jack Morgan as a long term captain? Or does he see them both in a leadership team? But I don't like the the the, the term of co captain. It's got to be one. Scotland had three yeah. on the weekend. Didn't they? Ridiculous! <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, it, it depends. It depends on that, in, in my opinion. I think <laughs> if if Jack is long term captain, obviously he's going to start over Ethel. And what do you do it then? Depend, it, then it, I think it depends on form. Then on the others. But I so, think yeah, but I think what you'd end up seeing is Raffle on the bench, and then well, if he comes on, Morgan yeah. shifts to six, sort of thing. Or is it like yeah. for like, and then you know another player becomes captain? Like yeah. if 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 be it. Adam Beard, be it Dav Jenkins, be it Will Rowlands, be it whoever the scrum half is at the time, you know, the it'll players. Be very, with the it'll board. be very interesting to see. It's, it's a it's, nice, healthy place to be in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which, but it also depends on, like, if they're all fit and firing at the same time. I mean, like, we've seen this with the Ospreys now, like, sort of, there was a video flying around social media of the uh, of the rehab room. Mm. It looked like a Wales training camp. Yeah, yeah. 
bar, bar one or two, but yeah, it's a nice addict to have, like, but uh, you can't please everyone, and but how would you keep everyone happy at the same time? Like, you really well, no, want you don't to be, do you, you, you exactly, but then, hard lines. But then you, you want really, in my humble opinion, you want to get into a place where, like, you know, other international teams have been before, you couldn't slip one in, like, for like if one is out, like, you know, yeah, exactly. you see one like that a few years ago. But how would you well, keep well, everyone to that level? Well, you're not going to it. Like I say, at, at club rugby, you can keep them happy. International rugby, you're not. That's well, the you only can thing keep you them less do. happy at club level. Yeah, but the only thing you can do is pick your players on form you can and pick, give them that opportunity to make it into that side. You can pick 23 players, whoever's the best you pick. Um, exactly. you, know, you can't add players, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, it'll be Raffalo Morgan in the seven shirts. And it's, it's good that if one of them's injured, we got the other. Exactly. Uh, yeah. There's that. Like, but. You could have yeah, had other you... players come through as well. Yeah. You could have had other Deeps. sevens come through. Exactly. You know what I mean? Holly Griffiths so... could, could rise to the to, to rise. Tane Basham could rise to the top as well. This is another question as well. If we're talking about back rowers, <laughs> what of Tane Plumtree? Yeah, like him. He's he's massive. Massive. I've, I've, I've seen him in real life. He looks like somebody who could cross a fucking game. Yeah. He's, he's another huge. one that's going to be there, thereabouts. Is but he? then I think, I think he's going to be in competition with Alex Mann for the sixth jersey. Well, yeah, Honestly, you've, you've never seen two completely opposite shaped sixes. <laughs> like those two stood together yeah, would be but, hilarious. But Alex Mann seemed to have usurped uh, Tim Basham yeah, or Gantley because plum of tree, circumstance. Plumtree's injured. Yeah. So. How hard has Plumtree got to work to sort of? Oh, pretty hard. Get his like, hand Gat- on that jersey. Gatland got his favourite. Gatland, yeah. Gatland brought Plumtree over for New Zealand. He well, ain't come over yet to be a Finnish player. He's going to be there thereabouts. Or is he looking for a flight back? No, of course he's not. Who knows? Let's he's do the bench. Capped. Let's do the bench real quick, and boys. Uh, replacement hooker is probably going to be Elias. Fuck off! I, I think it'd be mean to chuck Evan Lloyd in for. A... No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Straight in at the Aviva. Yeah, chuck him, why not? You know what, right? I wouldn't chuck Evan Lloyd in, but I would bring in Sam Parry or Bradley yeah. Roberts oh, in the yeah. squad. I'm, I'm all for that. Sam Parry in. So, if, if it's if it's if it's going to be Evan Lloyd, then no, you can't you can't do that. Not against Ireland. I think uh, I would bring in somebody else. Domachowski probably keeps his place at loose head. Um, Dylan Lewis on the tight yeah. rather than Archie Griffin. Yes. Yeah. I think it was a real dick move. Archie Griffin on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't didn't feel right to me that end. On the basis, like you know, yes, we don't know, we can't learn any more about Dylan Lewis, mm. which is understandable. However, given the fact that they parachuted Dylan Lewis into the squad, it did seem like they were going to at least use him in some capacity during that eighty minutes. It didn't happen. Yeah. Fine, but Archie Griffin has been third choice tight dead at Bath with not a lot of game time. As I understand it, I don't watch the Prem. I don't profess to know any more about it than what I see. Difficult place to go for your first cap, isn't it? Yeah, one for the the future, I think. And up up against uh, a serious operator in Ennis Genge, who is the king of the shithouses, and can be, right? And he wouldn't have taken much effort to give Ennis Genge his dues. He wouldn't have taken much effort for him to get the nudge every time and let his ego grow exponentially throughout the time he was on the pitch. Um, we've sort of covered replacement lock. We're a bit disagreed between Adam Beard and Teddy Williams, I think. 
Um, replacing back row, I don't think there's any choice besides Basham again. Basham, yeah. Uh, so a replacement fly off, a scrum off is Hardy or Davis. I think Hardy looked all right. I think Davis will come back in just because of experience. I don't think Hardy done that particularly that well. I think he slowed the ball down a lot. Mikey. Um when we when we needed to speed it up. No, he was trying to bite when there was no bite to be had. Yeah. He was trying trying a bit too much when and he was getting scragged and caught and brought into the breakdown, which, you know, it takes a good Reese Webb, Mike Phillips esque a scrum off mm-hmm. to pick them small gaps off and go from and take a chance. So maybe when Kiranadi's at the Ospreys, he can do that. Um, yeah, but maybe Davis this weekend, Dan. But yeah. uh, I think you, know, you want your, your your game managers, your controllers, yeah, untouchable. Uh, replacing fly half is going to be injury dependent, I guess. Kai Evans, if Sam isn't fit, and Johan Lloyd, if Sam is fit, probably. Yeah. Um, and then replacement outside backs, probably. It could be tricky. I mean, if we. I could see the case for Josh Adams being there if Grady were to start. Um, but then also it might be a chance to take a look at a Joe Roberts or a Tom Rogers. Again, if it wasn't Ireland, I'd agree with you. Mm. But with Ireland, if either Mason Grady or Josh will be on the bench. Yeah. Uh, the other one will be starting. And i probably see Owen Watkins coming back onto the bench. Yeah. Unless he goes with Kai. Fair enough. I think we're all getting a bit sleepy there then, boys. So if we uh, do Mikey's shout-outs and then Forbidden Loves and wrap him up, who have you got for us, Mikey? Uh, shout-out again to the uh, Nelson Bells and they continue to drive forward in their efforts uh, for honours through rugby. There's uh, a post from Nelson Bells uh, Twitter page the other day. Uh, seven of uh, Nelson Bells have made it into the Wales under-eating squad. So uh, Fantastic. congratulations, girls. Uh Go out, go well, and um, do the club proud. And not awesome. just the club yourselves. And uh, of course you are. And um, yeah, good all the best and best of luck. It's, uh, sticking with Nelson, but the seconds. Oh, yes. Uh, seconds of the game against Kafiri, Friday just gone. And uh, after a, a bit of a time with the last uh, few weeks, uh, really pulled his socks up and uh, got stuck into it and uh, took the spoils over Kafiri. It was a close game, 12. 12-7, I believe the final score was. But uh, Belt in. yeah, fair play to him. And um, I want to stick my boots on again this weekend. And uh, we got a game against Bargard Seconds, more uh, more affectionately known as Bargard Warriors. And, Is that um, um, going to be a Nelson or up in Bargard? I believe so. I think it's going to be up in up, up in Nelson. Yeah, but uh, do you know what? If I've, I might have time to pop up before the Cardiff game. Say hello. You are in Bargard. Bargard in yeah. ten minutes away either. Anyway. Uh, one of the, the one of Bargard's coaches, uh, Phil Osborne, who was Phil Osborne, who was previously contributed uh, to to the pod. The, the question about how much is a pot of strawberry jam in Jamaica, over six hundred dollars, absolutely bonkers. Um, yeah, so if uh, if no, if, that guy, if, yeah, that guy, <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, gone through uh, Wales and Cardiff age grades. So uh, yeah, good, ah, uh, good, good, good player. And um, yeah, Phil, if you if you're about Saturday, up to. Uh, Bump into you and, uh, and reminisce of days gone by. Belt in. All right. Uh, Biz, you had a forbidden love, but Yeah, my forbidden love this week is Scotland's disallowed try at the end of the game. I thought it was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. I ate the Scots more than I ate anyone else. 
And I thought you were, yeah, seeing, because you're just seeing, jealous. Yeah, I'm them. But after working for a Scottish company and them being the worst company to work for in the world, I just hate all Scots as well. So seeing their tears at the end of the game and their meltdown on Twitter. You don't make beautiful. many friends, do you? No. I, I, I yeah. did love it just because the, the ref painted himself in the corner. Like, we all know that ball was down, but because of the question, yeah. could not be given. That, that makes it even better. The fact <laughs> that it actually was a try and they disallowed yeah. it because to, the referee said held up was it. absolutely yeah. beautiful. Mikey, you had one as well, but yeah, Ryan Lyons is his blatant incompetence. All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, what I'm gonna do, Mikey, I'm gonna just clip from a previous episode yep. and just paste this into every episode. That'll <laughs> save me a bit of thinking time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just just for the benefit of any new listeners, that's that's Ryan Elias getting the, the sh- <laughs> getting the shepherd's crook, is it? <laughs> oh, he would get the shepherd's crook, and I, I'd say, look, but grab your kit, take yourself off to Japan or France for a payday, and um, stay there. Lovely. Right. Well, uh, thanks, boys, for joining us. Uh, I know it's been a late one. Um, and thank you, the listener, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Ta-ra.